Well, I hope you're all feeling refreshed from our Teshuva, our 40 days Teshuva. Um, didn't gorge yourself over the last few days on, on excess sugar, etc. Um, YouTube, whatever your vice may be. Um, but I know it was, it was a blessed it was a blessed time for us as a church, certainly for, for me individually and, and our family. Uh, it was a blessing, and I hope it was for you too. And um, we will have to do it again. Um, but uh, this morning, I kind of want to follow on from that a bit or, or continue from it. Um, I know last week and the last um, a couple of times, Rufus has been up. He's been talking about understanding the times and the seasons. and and. Who would have thought, you know, 40 days ago that um, the current events in the world, um, in Israel in particular, would have been upon us? Um, and so I do feel even for us, it was a time for us to be prepared for uh, what, is, what is to come, whatever that may, whatever that may be. And um, it's bitterly ironic, I suppose, that the... The, the tragic events that have unfolded um, have occurred essentially at the end of, of the Teshuvah period for Israel in the, uh, the, Yom, the Yom Kippur. And um, yet it's, it's, we, it's unthinkable what, what has happened um, in Israel and the hatred that, that exists uh, towards Israel. Um, but the Bible does say that Israel will go through difficult times. It just reminded me uh, of Psalm 144. <clears throat> um, some of you may have seen the, the pictures from, the, from that rave um, that happened in the, in the desert. And it was... It was um, it was meant to be a rave of peace, love, inner peace, harmony, all that sort of stuff. Um, but God was not there. And in fact, they had a, a statue, a large statue of Buddha at the, at, at the rave. And it reminded me of um, the Israelites in the, in the, in the desert, the, the golden calf. And how far Israel in many ways has come, gone from the Lord, how much they need to return to the Lord. Psalm 144 says, <clears throat> There will be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed is the people for whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. And we know that in, in, in one sense, God is very much the Lord of Israel, the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of Israel. Um, but at the same time, if they move away from him, that's, that security, that protection, if you like, um, is, not, is not there to the same extent. So we really need to pray for Israel, the people of Israel. Not look at them in the sense of Oh, look how far they've gone from the Lord and, and look down on our noses at them. But remember, because of their unbelief, 
it says in Romans, because of their unbelief, we have come uh, to receive the gospel. So pray for them that, uh, as it talks about in Romans, that, the, you know, that their um, eyes will be opened and they will see the glory of God in the face of Jesus, in the face of Yeshua, the Messiah. But this morning I just wanted to talk briefly um, on, on that whole aspect of returning to the Lord again. Um, I think it's something, you know, where Paul talks about you who started um, in a good way, don't, you know, don't, don't depart from it. And I do think it's really important for us that the Lord is speaking to us at this time uh, to come close to him. So I'm going to read a, a few passages, a few brief passages, but the, the main one I want to read, if you'll turn with me, is James chapter 4. <clears throat> James chapter 4, verse 8. A very familiar verse to many of us. And one that, just the Lord's, I really, I was listening to a, to a children's CD there during the week. It was all of uh, memory verses. Um, but I just really felt the Lord was, was saying that to me. This verse is James chapter 4, verse 8. <clears throat> Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify, purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. In the Old Testament, this notion of drawing near to God of, it's more of a returning as a the teshuva of returning to God um, and in a sense I think to draw near to God it's almost like a more personal thing draw near to God and he will draw near to you but I just wanted to read a few just a few scriptures from from the Old Testament Second Chronicles 15 verse 2 the Lord is with you while you are with him if you seek him he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And this is God speaking to uh, the children of Israel, in particular uh, the tribe of, of Judah, at a time of, of great distress um, when they have uh, moved away from the Lord. And, and um, it's before the captivity to Babylon, but the Assyrians have already come um, upon Israel. Zechariah 1 verse 3 thus says the Lord of hosts return to me says the Lord of hosts and I will return to you says the Lord of hosts Malachi 3 7 return to me and I will return to you says the Lord of hosts One last verse I want to read. <clears throat> and this is Romans chapter 12. And this is after Paul has spoken to or, or addressed the whole issue of Israel's place in, in um, God's timeline, if you like, in God's plan. And he talks how we are grafted in and that, you know, um, the Lord will bring Israel back to know him. 
what a blessing that will be for the whole world. He says in Romans chapter 12 from verse 1, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Father, we just pray for your word now. Uh, we just pray for your word, Lord, that it will speak to us. Whatever you want to say now, Father, it will speak to us and nothing else. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Draw near to me. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. What a promise. What a promise that is. In these days, as Audrey alluded to, we need to be hidden in God. We need to be hidden in Jesus. No amount of religion, no amount of ideas, even Christian ideas, even Christian teaching. Nothing can, can really protect us in these days if we are far from God. We need to be near to God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It is a promise. It's a very simple promise. It's a very logical promise. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And in some sense we think, well, well, why do I have to make the first move? Why do I have to make the first move? Draw near, you know, should God not be initiating this? And of course he already has, God already has initiated it. Christ died for our sins once for all. The righteous, for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. It seems like such a simple thing, doesn't it? To draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I believe that verse and that promise from God is meant to be just that, simple. There's nothing complicated about it. It is very simple. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So the question then, if it's so simple, why do so many of us myself included, why do so many of us not feel near to God? Not experience the presence of God in a real way. Well, one reason is 
it is that we do walk by faith. Okay? So sometimes, it's not, I'm not talking about a feeling. It's not necessarily a feeling, right? So we do walk by faith. So there will be, there will be times where we will feel God has forsaken us. And we have to walk by faith, not by sight, not by feelings. But I do believe also there is, there is a deeper reality. It's not about feelings, but it's a knowing that God is with us, whether we feel it or not. That Christ dwell richly in your hearts by faith. So again, so if it's such a simple promise, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Why do we not experience God's presence? And it's so important in these days. It is so important that we need to. Why do we not? Well, I've done some, some um, grinds with my, my nephew recently, and we're doing algebra. I don't know how many of you like algebra. Um, I loved it, <laughs> I'm afraid to say, but most people don't. But there's basically the simple thing about algebra, it's an equation, you know? There's something on one side of the equation, something on the other side of the equation. If we don't experience the presence of God, What's on the other side of the equation? Draw near to God. It's because we probably haven't been drawing near to God. Okay, we can complain about God, you know, not being, it doesn't feel like God isn't real. But if we don't draw near to him in the first place, uh, we can't expect him to be near to us. So there is, an, if you like, an equation there on one side, on the other side, in algebra, you do one thing on one side, you do have to do it on the other side of the equation, okay? So, a lot of the time we don't actually draw near to God. And why don't we? Why do we not draw near to God? Well, we know, don't we? What's the main thing that keeps us away from God? It's our sin, isn't it? Our sin. <clears throat> Our sin keeps us away from God. And yet, as, a, as, a, as, as a, the verse I quoted says, Christ died for our sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Okay? So, God has dealt with our sin. And we know that. But still, sometimes we need to be reminded, don't we? God has dealt with our sin. Whatever your sin is, God has dealt with it on the cross. Your, your sin, your past sin, does not disqualify you from coming to God. For the Lord, for the, so excuse me, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope better hope that's Jesus through which we draw near to God so we draw near to God through that better hope which is Jesus for through him we have access by one spirit to the father 
Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16, if you will. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, mercy and grace, find grace to help in the time of need. So if you're feeling far from God and you don't want to approach God because of your sin, there's an encouragement to come to God. Not just to come to him, but to come to him boldly. Boldly. You can come to him boldly. On what basis? on the basis that we have a high priest who was tempted in every way, yet without sin, who is advocating on our behalf, who has made the perfect sacrifice on our behalf. So in that sense, there is no excuse. There is no excuse not to come near to God. He's there for you. He's waiting, in a sense, for you. He wants to draw near to you. If you feel far from him, he wants to draw near to you. It's probably because of your sin that you're feeling far from God, but he wants you to draw near to him and not let that sin, that condemnation. Who is it who, is it who condemns? Christ Jesus, who died and rose again. Christ Jesus who died and rose again. So if you do feel far from God because of your sin, there's a great promise. Um, you, can, you can approach the throne of grace boldly. Boldly. To find what? To find what we need to find help in a time of need. We need God's presence in this time. We need help in this time. All of us will need help in this time. So it's a great, great promise. I want to go back to, to uh, a couple of verses that I, I quoted from the Old Testament. Zechariah 1, verse 3. Thus says the Lord of hosts, return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, return to me, says the Lord of hosts, 
and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. Three times is mentioned in that verse, the Lord of hosts. What do we mean by the Lord of hosts? God, he is the commander of the host of the angels of heaven. He is the commander of the angels of the host of heaven. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now when you are thinking about returning to God, and you realize this is the Lord of hosts, you think of his sovereignty, his almighty power, his glory, his holiness. That actually might put you off returning to God if you know that you've sinned so much. But as we said before, God's standard is the blood of Jesus, nothing else. Okay, so on the other side, it is the Lord of hosts and nothing else that we need in these days. It is the help of the Lord of hosts. Zechariah was one of the prophets who was raised up at the time that the Israelites had returned from captivity from Babylon. And they had they'd come back and it wasn't all um, it wasn't all sweetness and light because when they came back they had opposition. They were meant to build the city, build the temple, restore, worship and they were getting opposition and they were discouraged. They were discouraged and essentially they neglected what God had called them to do. And God raised up prophets like Zechariah and Haggai to exhort the people and at the time, at the time, God was also chastising them, the people. Their, their crops were failing because they were not returning to the Lord. What God had called them to do, God had called them to worship him, to set up the temple, restore the temple, and to worship him. And they weren't doing it. And the Lord said, return to me, and I will return to you. The temple had been, the, or the construction of the temple had been abandoned for about 16 years. But then they rebuilt it in 515 BC with great rejoicing. And God was saying to them, they have to cleanse themselves. There was a lot of sin in the Israelite camp still. And they have to cleanse their sin and then commit to restoring the worship of the temple. Of the worship of the Lord and the rest restoration of the temple. That's what God wants from us, isn't it? God wants a people, a worshipping people. We, we, you know, when we, we had this 40 days of teshuva, it was, God was telling us, it's praise and worship. He wants us to restore to us praise and worship of him. He wants to restore his temple, the people of God, the church. We know Haggai, um, who rebuked the people. Why? Because they were looking after their own houses and they were neglecting the temple of God.
Malachi 3.7. He was a prophet. Malachi was a prophet who came maybe another hundred years after Zechariah. So it was actually a time of peace. It was the reign of, of Darius, King Darius, the per, per, Persian king. It was a time of peace. But they were, they were intermarrying. Um, they were not um, giving tithes. And we, say, we see Malachi 3.7, he says, Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. So again, they'd kind of backslidden, they'd fallen away. They weren't essentially doing, conducting the worship the way that God had commanded them. And some commentators see a parallel between Malachi and the book of Leviticus. So Leviticus came after, if you like, the first captivity when the Israelites were in Egypt. And Malachi came after the second captivity when they were in Babylon. And they both are about proper worship. Le Leviticus was about how, the how-to worship, if you like, the mechanics of the worship. And Malachi was about the heart of worship. That people's heart uh, was not in the worship. So again, God calls them, return to me, and I will return to you, says who? The Lord of hosts. He's saying, don't rob me. Don't rob me. Give what you have. Give your best to me. So sin, obviously, can stop us from drawing close to God and ultimately him then drawing close to us. If we confess, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. Amen. He wants us to approach his throne of grace boldly to receive help in a time of need. Amen. But he also wants us not to be double-minded. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So James was, was writing, we know that the main context of it was you know, about faith, and he was writing prob probably to, to, to the Jews at the time, uh, Jewish Christians. But the main emphasis of, of the book of James was about faith, and you know, if you have faith, you know, the evidence of it will be in your works. So when we draw near to God, we have, God has made the way through the blood of Jesus. He wants us to approach his throne of grace boldly as we should because of what the high priest who was without sin, tempted in every way but without sin, has done for us. But he also wants us to be real. He wants us to get real. Are we committed to God in these days?
are we committed today to God? I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. And do not be conformed to the patterns of this world by the renewing of your mind, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and pleasing, perfect will of God. So God, I believe God is saying he wants us to draw near to him in spirit as well as in truth. So we have the truth of the gospel, what Jesus has done on the cross, and we can stand firm in that. But we also have the spirit in our hearts. Are we fully committed to God? Are we presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice? Hebrews, again, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16. Therefore, brethren, having boldness, that word again, boldness, God wants to approach his throne boldly, to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with what? A true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. God wants us to come with a true heart to him. He wants, as that song says, to come back to the heart of worship. He doesn't want any messing around, any faffing about, right? You know, we can have that truth, which is praise the Lord for the truth of the cross of Jesus, the atoning sacrifice. Praise the Lord for it. But he, he wants our heart. God wants our heart in these days. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O God. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me. God wants our heart. That's what he absolutely wants our heart. Yes, it is so important in our head, if you like, to grasp the truth, the reality of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. But God is calling us, and I do believe we are, as they say, in the end times. And I think 
most of us will agree we are in the ten times. How close? We know, none of us know. And God is calling us to watch. Not watch YouTube, TV, but to watch, to watch, to read his word, to pray, to seek him. But he's calling for our hearts. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. I already prayed this morning that the Lord will speak to us, speak to our hearts. Are we near to God? Are we far from God? Which direction are we going? Are we going towards him? Away from him? Praise the Lord for the last 40 days. I do believe as, as, as a church, it has brought us near to God and to each other. But as I said, um, let's press on. Let's continue to seek him, to seek his face, to draw near to him. And he will draw near to us. We're just going to play, play a song. Just, and let, just as we're praying it, um, just let the Lord just touch your heart and, and just, just examine your heart before the Lord. Um, he wants to be that ever-present help in time of trouble. God, that's what he wants to be. He wants to draw near to you. And he wants to be with you in a very real way. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts wants to draw near to you. Amen. Amen.